Welcome to the Life After Life podcast, where we explore our soul's physical and non-physical journey. I'm Majana. Let's discuss angels, guides, and loved ones from the other side. hey we're back! <laughs> <laughs> you caught on to that from last <laughs> couple of weeks ago. <laughs> That was a couple of decades ago. (laughs) I just always love that. What fun. And that's what this podcast is. Fun, I hope. Fun, educational, entertaining. Did I mention fun? Because growth should be fun. It doesn't have to be work. And our angels and our guides are always there to help us have fun. So today we're going to talk about spirit animals. This is such a fun topic. I've got a good, I did on my astrology podcast, I've got a good uh, coyote. Ah, let's hear you. I didn't have a sound effect, so oh. I had to make one up. <laughs> let's hear ow, you. Ow, ow, ow. Hey, that's pretty good. Uh, not bad. <laughs> let's hear it for Thomas. <laughs> Woohoo! You do have an applause on there, though. <laughs> you could uh, applaud yourself. It's Yeah, it's in, it's in there. It's in the box. <laughs> Never mind. So spirit animals, you know, I think this is so much fun. And quite honestly, I had no idea what those were. I had never even heard of them until my children started seeing theirs. And then I'm like, okay, what is this? So I think there's two ways that spirit animals can show up. And sometimes they're called your totem or your totem animals. And go figure, you know, some of the what the Northwest Indian tribes use totem poles and they put their totem at the top that represents who they represents their physical what strengths and attributes who they who they are what animal they personify so for us i think if you are fortunate enough to see your spirit animal i would so love to hear about that and for some of us that don't see it in spirit form they can show up, you know, as clues, just like with everything else, especially if you ask. I would like to see what my spirit animal is. I really want to have a really great relationship, a conscious connection. So again, just asking for it. And what happens then is you might just start seeing either, you know, if it's something that is an animal around where you live, like maybe a butterfly or a, a bird or gosh, I don't know, crocodiles, alligators, whatever. If you're lucky enough to live around elephants, maybe an elephant will start showing up. But they just may start appearing. And if you don't live where a real animal could show up for you, they actually, you may just, images start showing up. You might dream about them. You might see, I love it when this happens. There's actually a picture of something, but in your mind, it's something different. Like, a dog, like you know, like maybe a mastiff, right? Those are big dogs. But as you scan across, what you see is a lion because a lion is your spirit animal. So it may not be an actual picture of your animal, but you're perceiving it that way. And then again, just the actual pictures can show up for you. So just be aware of that and kind of tuned into that. Now, if it's periodic, um, like randomly you start seeing dreaming of or seeing images of one specific thing and it's very short term and then you go on to something else 
My inclination would be that's probably not your spirit animal, but certainly worth looking to see what that represents because a lot of time the spirit world talks to us in images. So, you know, there may be an image there, a message for you via those images that's worth investigating. However, if it continues to show up, then it's likely your spirit animal. I had a dragonfly appear in my house, a live dragonfly came into my house one day when I was doing dishes and it was just kind of hanging out around me. And I was like, what in the world? And then another one came in and just sat on the windowsill next to the, to the kitchen or in the kitchen next to the sink where I was doing the dishes. I felt like that was a pretty good indicator to have two dragonflies coming, come into my house um, in a short period of time. And that has never happened before or since. You know what that dragonfly totem represents? Well, if you Google it, which we did just to just to verify, it often means transformation. There's wisdom that comes along with that and adaptability. So, hey, I'll take it. Was that going on in your life at that time? You know, I have truly I don't remember. And often because I come from Native American heritage, I often think of that as well. And dragonflies are messengers as are eagles between um, spirit and between the two worlds so they can carry messages back and forth. So that's, I always think of, Hmm, is there, so I thought of my mom. Oh, cool. Sending messages back and forth to mom. There you go. So, yeah. So Thomas and I have, um, an example that was pretty cool too, where this wasn't really a totem animal for us, but it showed up and the representation fit really pretty cool with the event. Yeah, not claiming this as any kind of spirit animal at all. <laughs> no, no. But a couple of weeks ago, I officiated at a friend of mine's wedding. And we were coming back from the rehearsal dinner and walking up to the hotel, which is right next to a mall. <laughs> now, it did have a green, a big green acreage behind it. But, you know, front side of the parking lot is mall, backyard is green. And we were walking up. It was right at dusk, 845. And there was a stick in the sidewalk. But it wasn't. It wasn't a stick. And I'm glad Thomas was paying attention because I wasn't. It was a baby copperhead. Snake. Poisonous. So we looked up the totem. Now, snakes in general predominate the category, copperhead in particular. But the snake can be a powerful source of life. And, of course, this couple, and the guy was a really great friend of mine, were, they were starting their life together. It can also represent healing, transformation, life changes. That was what was going on for sure. And it was an especially cool moment for me to be officiating at the wedding. It was the first time I've ever done that. So when you put all together of what the snake represents outside of fear... Right now, this was just a little baby. I mean, it literally looked like a limb, a branch, a little small branch. And it let us get close enough to really look at it and make sure it was a copperhead. Though they're not aggressive. I mean, they're beautiful. They're very beautiful. Yeah, we checked it out. We didn't get we didn't threaten it or anything. And then after it looked at us and we had looked at it long enough, it scooted on back into the bush. Right, happy to get away from us. But that was cool because it, it, they also can represent spiritual guidance. And this friend and his new wife are very, very spiritual and chose their specific date and wedding time so that it coordinated with the new moon. 
they were creating their life together at the pinnacle of the new moon creation phase. It was so cool. It was very cool. So it was very cool that we saw this little baby snake. It wouldn't have been as cool if it was a great big snake. You know, it had meaning. That was the thing is when you're alert and attuned to these things, that was the first thing we did is went back up and looked at what the snake meant. Very cool. It was neat because it wasn't, you know, don't go to fear in that thing. There was never a threat, right? Right. Not at all. So it was a message. Yes, exactly. And we can also have animals that stay with us, you know, our spirit animals. And they show up, whether we see them or, you know, in real life or visually and the spirit world. So I want to share with you two quick stories about two of my kids that have seen their spirit animals when they were younger. My eldest would see, she always called it her dog and it would all, it would be with her all the time. It would run beside us while we were driving down the highway. When she was in class, it was there with her. And if somebody got on her, like a teacher got on her because she was doing something she shouldn't have been doing, her comment was my dog did not like that because apparently nobody was supposed to reprimand her (laughs) (laughs) she eventually saw a picture of a wolf and what we realized was her dog was actually a wolf and that was just she loved it so much and it was such an active part of her life that when she got older and got an email address she used um tala which is one of the Native American words for wolf as her email address. And she no longer uses that. <laughs> so then when my son got older or about the same age, he would see something out of the corner of his eye and it was always terrifying, but not as terrifying as it was when he first saw it full on. And boy, after having to figure out what this was and Googling different images, what we finally landed on was like a North American crocodile. Those are terrifying animals to look at. And he had finally seen it following him, and he saw this long tail swishing and was really afraid to be in a room by himself. Once we identified it and explained to him, I explained, you know, well, it's your spirit animal. How cool is that? If, if, you, if it scared you like that and he's your best friend and protector, imagine how safe you are. Then it was great, and he even named it and would call him Hunter. So when he was going into uncomfortable territory, he always let Hunter lead the way. So the animals can be there in spirit form, but they're actually there with us and guiding us and protecting us, and kind of cool to get to know what yours is. So just be open for messages and signals. And until next time, namaste.